Five on five in five. It is October 11th on this Wednesday. Stephen Albert and Fletcher Keel here with you. Kelly's out today. Uh, she'll be back uh, in a couple days as well. But a uh, quick look at the weather forecast. Chilly start today. Cloud covers going to come in, so it won't feel as warm in the afternoon as it has been the last couple of days. But then we're in store for some really good ones. Uh, the sun will be shining. Temperatures heading up in the 70s and potentially 80s, especially for a Friday night football. Should be good weather. But there's a storm system moving across the country that will start hitting late Friday and Saturday, so we got UC's homecoming, got the parade, got the game, got the Queen Bee, got uh, youth sports for your family. Bundle up, bring layers. It's going to be quite chilly. Yes, as Randy describes it, the tail of two fronts. So we'll get that first front later tonight into tomorrow that'll raise the temperatures, and then the big drastic one uh, where temperatures are going to struggle to hit 50, if that. Um, So, yeah, so we've been getting a bit of a fall feel. We'll have a respite for a couple days and then really into it uh, for the weekend. Yes, as the saying goes, if you don't like the weather in Cincinnati, just wait two days. Something's going to change either for the better or for the worse. All right, let's get into five on five in five. Five stories on Channel 5 in five minutes. Another busy news day, Fletcher. Yes, that's right. Our first story will probably continue to be our lead story, at least for the next week or two. Uh, We are continuing to watch the developments uh, that are coming out of Israel and Palestine with uh, the attacks by the group Hamas uh, on Israeli citizens that started this war that we're in. Um, Yesterday we heard from U.S. President Joe Biden did not mince words with uh, with what he said in his first public statements. No, unadulterated evil were the words he is using. The U.S. continuing to stand with Israel. They're moving a carrier strike group within range of Israel. Weapons have already landed from the U.S. uh, into southern Israel as well. And here at home, a big gathering of people that included the mayor and the CEO of the Jewish Federation, a a big prayer service, uh, people thinking about Israel, praying for Israel all together in the same room. And there was multiple events like that happening across the country. And Arjatera McGee did a really good investigative piece on how we got to this point, because this is not something that just started in the last week. This is decades upon decades going back. And the professor she spoke with at the University of Miami or Miami University excuse me it's not a, a story that you can tell in a minute and a half piece he tells the students this is more than a semester of, of history that you have to learn so uh, go watch it it's very insightful it talks about who Hamas is uh, what are the um, uh, what pe- each side wants to get out of this but it's just a little bit of insight into what's going on but it's something we'll continue to follow especially as the death toll continues to climb um, into around 2000 at this point and if you're looking for that story you can head over to our website wwt.com as well as all the local angles that we are uh, tracking down and working on for you uh, as new developments come out our second story this morning we previewed it yesterday we got word about an hour later than we were expecting to, but former Cincinnati City Council member P.G. Sittenfield has been sentenced 16 months in prison. Yeah, no surprise here considering the troubles with the city council before with Tamai Denard being sentenced for a similar uh, similar uh, charges earlier, but uh, he has to report to prison by December 1st. He does still have the right to an appeal, which his lawyers say they will do, but uh, Judge Douglas Cole acknowledged that uh, P.G. did some very good things while he was on council for Cincinnati, but in the end, public officials need to know that corrupt behavior will not be tolerated. So prosecutors were looking for upwards of two and a half years. Uh, PG's team was looking for uh, house arrests of community service, and it, uh, the judge landed right there uh, in the middle, 16 months in prison for PG Sittenfeld. Upon leaving the courthouse, he declined comment to our Karen Johnson, who's on the scene, um, and uh, she's going to be following that appeals process as well as it gets underway. 
Our third story uh, this morning, another follow-up to a story uh, we brought you. This one came last week. You might remember that uh, enforcement of Ohio's new distracting driver's laws went into effect. Previously, it was warnings, maybe a citation, but now it's actual fines and points on your driver's license. And Meredith Stutz had some data for us that go from last Thursday up until midnight yesterday. Yes, the grace period is over. Ohio troopers ticketed 256 drivers for distracted driving. Um, That was from Thursday through midnight Tuesday. 204 of those were specifically because of the new law. So speaking of the fines, if you get pulled over the first time, that's 150 bucks. And then the, the penalties escalate quite quickly after that, probably to a point of uh, losing your license eventually. So just remember, phone down, pull over. There are ways to use hands-free devices that will allow you to uh, continue to use your phone. But just know the new law, know the new rules, and know that uh, if you get caught scrolling, texting, something like that by a police officer, you might be looking at a very hefty fine. You are able to do it if you're at a stoplight. Don't know why you would need to do that. Unlike some states, California is very strict where you can't, if your vehicle's on, can't do it. But Ohio does have a bit of leniency there. But if you're moving, just put it down, leave it away. You can use those hands-free devices as it is. Our fourth story this morning, uh, again, another follow-up. Yesterday was the deadline to register to vote across the tri-state area, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana. Uh, Early voting has started in Ohio, and a couple of big, really three big major decisions uh, to be voted on in the ballot this year. Yes, so will be a lot of eyes on this one, a lot of voters. First up, issue one. This is a different issue one than what we had back in uh, August in the special election. This issue one has to deal with abortion directly and enshrining the protection of abortion rights into Ohio's constitution, a Yes, vote will put that in the Constitution and no law or no vote would keep laws the same. Issue two, recreational marijuana, adults 21 and up, buying it, possessing it up to two and a half ounces and a tax on it. A yes vote will allow that to happen and no vote will uh, keep Ohio laws the same. But then there's issue 22, the rail sale. Uh, you have mayors coming out for it. You have the NAACP uh, coming out against it, saying, you know, black voters are being overlooked once again. Uh, But there's a lot of money on the line for the rail sale if Cincinnati does decide to vote in favor of selling it or not. Uh, But that one's highly contentious, but that one's only for Cincinnati voters. Yes, and if you plan on voting early, you will still need a photo, uh, photo ID. All regular voting day rules will apply. Uh, and we've got a guide on our website, WLWT.com, that has all that information. Or if you're a Kentucky or Indiana voter, we've got information about what will be on your ballot as well. So you can head there, check it out before you head to the polls. And finally, tennis fans can finally exhale. Rejoice. This Western and Southern <laughs> Open is staying in Cincinnati. And the two former champions, Coco Goff and Novak Djokovic, giving a helping hand to that announcement. Yeah, it came out on social media that, that it is sticking around for another 25 years. It was going to be around for a couple more years if it was to leave as they would have been building a new facility in Charlotte but it is official a new deal has been signed the Western Southern is going to be here for a couple more decades at minimum and there'll be some upgrades coming to the Linder Family Tennis Center which would be fantastic but it came down to cost for um, the uh, for BMOC Capital they kept getting numbers that were higher and higher to build something new so they're just going to renovate here keep the Western Southern here there's a lot of rejoicement in is rejoicement a word we'll roll with it It'll, it could be a it word is now today. it could be a word today but yeah people were rejoicing in our own newsroom that the Western Southern is saying because it is the, I believe, the longest running tennis tournament in the entire country. Yep, dating back to 1899, I believe, was the first one, one of the arguably top 10 tennis tournaments in the world. Uh, $200 million will be put into the uh, Linder Family Tennis Center. Uh, Charlotte had already raised maybe 200, 300 million, um, but the research was saying that it would cost way more than that to get everything that it would need to start the operation. Obviously, Cincinnati already has Linder Tennis Family Center, so it's easier to put money into an existing establishment. 
to build one from scratch. Another, uh, don't know if you call it an improvement, but another change coming in 2025 and beyond. Two weeks of competition for both men and women. Um, so more excitement to come for a tournament that will be here for the long haul. Now, Very exciting. One day I will go to this tournament and see what what it's all cracked up to be. Same here. About. <laughs> so congrats to everybody involved with the, with the uh, tennis tournament for keeping it here in Mason. That's Fletcher. I'm Stephen Albright. This is 5 on 5 in 5, and we will see you back here tomorrow.